Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by hashtag basketball.com and draft.com, where if you use the promo code BOXES, you will get a free entry into your first draft. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, we have a great team to talk about today. A great team. And here's why. I think there may be a lot of fantasy value to be had on this team. Wow. Um, That is surprising because I am not terribly excited about talking about this team. But you you might just convince me otherwise. I think that some of these guys here's here's what I'll say. When I say that there's a lot of fantasy value to be had, sometimes that means some of these players are way overranked and some of them are way underranked. I feel like it's a good confluence of craziness on the Atlanta Hawks. Well, yes, we are talking about the Atlanta Hawks here in our thirty teams in over thirty days series. Um and there's not a a ton of high end guys on this team. But I think there I think you're right that there is a lot to talk about here. I'm not excited about anybody on this team except for, of course, Johnny Collins, one of the hypiest uh sleepers in the history of the if, of the league. Okay, let's let's debunk this myth too. If your sleeper list starts off with John Collins, you didn't make it's a not sleeper a, list. It's not a sleeper list. You did not make a sleeper list because no. everybody who's anybody keeps saying, oh, John Collins is my sleeper this year. Like, John Collins is probably going to be a top 50 pick in a lot of leagues. He's not a sleeper, man. Yeah, even my mom is like, man, I can't wait to snag John Collins in the sixth round. Like, mom, I didn't even know you played fantasy basketball. That's uh, – how do you know about John Collins? Because everybody knows about John Collins. He's no secret. Everybody's been hyping him. Even the the Reddit – the subreddit for fantasy basketball has been talking about John Collins since probably almost a year ago today. So you're not, you're not ahead of any games here uh, when it comes to Johnny Collins, but I do like John Collins this year. Uh, All that said and done, I still am very interested in John Collins as a fantasy prospect. Uh, Let's, let's just go right into this. Um, John Collins being the most, hyped guy is 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 that the most interesting thing on the Atlanta Hawks oh no but let's save let's save my most interesting thing okay let's save that. I think it might surprise some people okay let's talk about Johnny Collins then so Mr. Collins is ranked 44th in Mark's rankings that's pretty high and that's only in 27 and a half minutes a game and I keep hearing these narratives too of like, oh, he's gonna play thirty minutes a game. Like he got two point nine fouls a game last year in twenty four point one minutes. So unless he can stop fouling literally almost everyone, like his minutes are gonna get limited by foul trouble at least some, unless he made a huge improvement in that area, which is not super easy to do in one year. Yeah, I think this is the classic uh, we see it all the time. It happened with Mo Harkless. It happens with uh, old what's his face, uh, whoever that guy was. Oh, who's he? What's he? Oh, who's what's his face? Um, it, it happens with Kylo Quinn. Man, just imagine if this guy was playing thirty-three minutes a game. Well, he's not, and John Collins probably isn't going to play more than thirty minutes a game. Maybe thirty. Um, could get up to thirty, but. 
I mean, I, th- I think a lot of the hype comes around everyone thinking he's going to play 32, 33 minutes a game and that the numbers are going to exactly translate per minute. And that also doesn't always happen. Um, John Collins down the stretch last year over the last um, few, uh, few months of the season was playing about 28 minutes a game, 11 points, which is super serviceable, eight rebounds, which is not elite, but pretty good, and one block a game, which is not elite, but okay. The I guess what you're getting an extra bump in is the fact that he's very good field goal percentage a very um, serviceable, not not going to hurt you for that much free throw percentage, and the fact that he hits the occasional three. That's a pretty good fantasy player, but it's not an elite fantasy player. And I'm, I'm also not sure if it's a top 50 fantasy player. So we talked about a player last summer, and I feel like John Collins may be this year's Julius Randle. Remember last summer when Julius Randle was like ranked in, in both ESPN and Yahoo in like the seventies and he was getting hype as like, oh, he's a big sleeper and like let's draft him in the top fifty. Yeah. I, I mean I, people I are like, oh, he's gonna be like twenty and, and eleven. Right, and, and I don't think that worked out that well, and I, I'm not sure this one is either. Like if well, you're the, gonna take Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Okay, the, the issue with Randall with oh, sorry, the issue with Randall is, is that he didn't do anything else fantasy wise. Yeah, Collins at but, least does some stuff fantasy wise. Okay, but wh- where is he really going to get better? Like, you could say he's going to shoot a bunch more threes, and he's a decent three point shooter. But it, is he really going to shoot a bunch more threes? I'm sure I, I could see him averaging one three a game at best next year. Okay, so that's a nice little boost. Okay. Is I mean, how many rebounds is he really going to get? Is he going to get more than eight? He could get nine. So. Well, I don't know. You know what I mean? It's like, so how many points is he going to score? Maybe 13? Yeah, maybe 11. Right. So, I, I mean, I think if you're picking him at in the top 50, you're just kind of taking away all the value, all the upside of this player. That's his ceiling, right? Is being like a, a barely a top 50 player with some extra bumps in all his stats across the board. John Collins didn't play like 20 minutes a game last year. He averaged 24 minutes a game and down the stretch was playing close to 30. And his, his numbers didn't fly up the board between 24 and, and 29. Yeah, and if you're setting the over-under at minutes per game at 30, I'm going under. There you go. So, so the hype train on John Collins, We uh, hopefully we brought that right to a halt. So even Yahoo ADP at 61, like, okay, let's let's just ask this question. We talked about the Bulls in the last episode. You want Laurie Markkinen or John Collins? Laurie Markkinen. Yeah, so we talked about him being like a 50-60 player. Like even 61, I think that's a little bit too high for John Collins. Now, sure, if I can get him at ESPN's rank of 100, yeah, I'm real happy about that. But, I mean, What about somewhere in like the mid-70s? Oh, I'm okay with that, right? Like, Not a lot of centers left here in the the bottom of this. So he does get a little bit of a position bump. Right. So, yeah, if I can get him after pick 70, I'm okay with that. I'm all right with that. But I'm still okay. not like going, oh, I won the draft. I got John Collins at pick 71. 
Like yeah, I, that's, I just don't. That's I don't, gonna help you, especially if, if you're in a roto league. It's gonna help you. Like he's a little bit better, a little bit higher valued in a roto league because of his percentages. But yeah, like he's a really good piece to put on your team to help solidify some of the stats you need. He's I, not I a, a guy you build around. Right, and I don't think like you know he's gonna change your your game a ton. Like I don't think he's gonna be like the player who wins you your league this year. I just don't see that yeah. happening. I'm with you. I don't think that either. Uh, let's talk about. Um, oh, let's ask the question, Tyler. If you don't think John Collins is the most interesting thing going on here, then what is the most interesting thing going into next season with the Atlanta Hawks? So the most interesting thing for me is what to make of Trey Young. Oh, right to Trey Young. All right. I mean, and, and that's here's going to be the most entertaining thing to watch. That's for sure. And here's why, right? We saw Trey Young produce some pretty gaudy stats at Oklahoma and be a really fun player to watch with the Steph Curry range, right? Like he can pull up way behind the three-point line and hit a shot. So that's fun. Sure. And I I think I told this story during early in the summer, but I'll I'll say it again, right? I think the Hawks are all in on Trey Young, and I knew it. At the beginning of the summer, I visited Atlanta, and, like, everywhere you went, there was, like, this Trey Young banner. Like, if you went anywhere near the arena, they had, like, all these Trey Young banners hanging up. They traded away Dennis Schroeder to play Trey Young. Like, Trey Young's going to get big minutes, whatever big minutes on the Hawks is. And we can talk about that if you want. Yeah. I mean, big minutes what on would the you Hawks say is- big minutes on the Hawks? 32 minutes? Is it? I mean, like, look look at the Hawks guys last year. Like, who who played over 30? Do you know? Dennis Schroeder. And that was it, right? But isn't, like you're saying, uh, Trey Young taking the place of Dennis Schroeder. So would it make a ton of sense for him to just get slotted right in? So I'm with you that he probably plays somewhere in the 30, 31, 32 range. Okay. The big worry for me, I think there's going to be good assists. I think there's going to be okay points. There could be a real bad field goal percentage on some pretty hefty attempts. Yeah, I think like the consensus around the just the general fantasy world is that Trey Young is um, going to be probably under draft because of what a bad showing he had in summer league. A lot of people are ragging him. A lot of people are, are pegging him as the obvious bust. The guy who can't shoot, he's going to be terrible. He's going to be out of the league in a few years. I mean, all it would take is like a 30 point preseason game for that entire narrative to turn back around. But right now I think people are actually under drafting him because even though he's going to have a pretty, like you said, uh, not great um, field goal percentage. In fact, it could hover around 40%. He is g- a pretty good facilitator, even at an NBA level, and is, is also plays the, the passing lanes and gets some steals. So for a late round guy, um, it's a it's, it's probably your last chance to go get steal, or not steals, but assists, other than the other guard on this team, but we can get into we'll get into that later. Yeah. 
the worry, I guess, is that the field goal percentage is so bad that it basically forces you into punt. Yeah, and... like that he feels like a punt strategy type of guy. If you're in a roto league, maybe even the late rounds, you're like, eh, I don't know about that. Because he's going yeah. to shoot a ton. I bet you there, there's no there's no going to be a handicap in him. They're just going to say, yeah, shoot the ball as much as you want. And if you set the line at 40, I'd take the under. I think he's going to shoot a lot of three-point attempts. And he's going to shoot like 35, 36, maybe 37% from three. And so the the two-pointers are not going to be much better. Like he just he's not going to get to the rim a whole ton and, and finish well because he's he's small, he's short, and he's not big. That's so, true. Um, I think the field goal percentage will be under 40. The worry is it's like 36 or 37%. Like it's near the same as his three-point percentage, which could be a problem. He's currently being drafted at 106, so a little bit of name recognition, I guess. But um, that feels pretty fair in a in a in a head-to-head league where he fits your punt strategy. Yeah, and so that's this is kind of the one guy I think that ESPN and Yahoo pegged pretty right on. Um, Mark's rankings have him 123rd, and a lot of that goes to the poor field goal percentage yeah, and the fact sense. that Mark only. Only gave him 27 and a half minutes a game, which I think he plays a, a little bit more than that. I mean, we already talked about that. Um, yeah, I don't know that I want him in my top 100, but if I can get him after my top 100, there's some intriguing upside here. There's some downside too, but I mean, if I pick 100, you right, you take the shot. Ooh, okay, well, I mean, I, I like 105 if I'm putting field goal percentage, but um, I kind of like the other guard on this team a little bit more. Um, and this is someone, uh, a lot of people, you know, once you're injured, everybody stops, stops paying attention to you. And that could be a good reason to not pay attention to uh, Lynn's sanity himself. Jeremy Lynn currently being drafted at 142 ranked 141 at ESPN and Mark's got him ranked 135. I just think that's pretty drastically low for, for a guy who's going to be, um, the combo guard with Trey Young, who in the past has produced good fantasy va- top one hundred fantasy value, uh, even in you know like twenty eight to thirty minutes. Oh, I think he's produced top one hundred value pretty damn near in twenty five minutes. I mean, you yeah. look at that season with Brooklyn, the first one, not the one last year where he played one game. I mean, five assists. Almost four rebounds, 14 and a half points, and 1.2 steals in 24 and a half minutes a game. That sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, that is not bad. I think the the just the the problem is when was the last time he was healthy? Right. So he had a, a year in Charlotte. Not last year, not the year before, right? So we're talking basically it's this will be at least the three seasons from now where he played 78 games. Um he he wasn't near as good and he didn't get the steal numbers you'd like to see. Um, which, which hurt his value a little bit. Yeah. Jeremy Lin is very interesting. I would definitely be willing to take a flyer on him with one of my last picks, which is basically where he's going. Right, he's ranked one forty one in ESPN. He's ranked his Yahoo ADP is one forty two. Like he's a last pick. Yeah, that I seems like a good risk, good reward type of pick. Um, I will push back a little bit. I've, I've heard some people who who are 
going on him as their last pick, saying, oh, well, he could play like 27, 28, 30 minutes a game. We already mentioned that the Hawks don't play guys a ton of minutes, and Jeremy Lin's just never really gotten a lot of minutes, right? He averages 26.6 for his career. Like, for one reason or another, he just never really gets big minutes. Plus, he's coming up two years where he played a total of 37 games. That's true. So to expect this guy to play like 30 minutes every night, I think if you're thinking that, that's a mistake. And I think that's fair. I actually think it's going to be closer to 30 than it's not. Um, simply because he's really, the, unless you want to talk about Bimry, um, he's able to play the one or the two, and he's going to be the first guy off the bench. He's going to be the sixth man here. He's going to come in and play with Trey Young. He's going to come in and play with Kim Bazemore. He's going to be able to do both of those things. So he is probably going to play heavy bench minutes, um, which would allow him to be standard league relevant. And so, you know, taking a flyer with him on your last pick, that's a great, that's a great upside pick. I am 100% with you there. Yeah, I'm, I'm much more interested in uh, drafting Jeremy Lin where he's going than even Trey Young, like uh, at like 110, 105, wherever he's, if he's in that range, I, I'd rather have Jeremy Lin at 130. I'm with you there, given their, their values, right? Because you could easily see Jeremy Lin be a top 100 player in 27 minutes a game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he and, just has, so he just has a nice fantasy skill set. Like he's able to uh, get you assists and, and 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 score fairly well for limited minutes. Yeah, so we talk about thirty spots of value on a player like that's significant. And if I pick and Trey Young at one hundred five, like, do I think he's a top seventy five player? Well, there's a some percentage chance there, but it's not that good. It's not as good as Jeremy Lin being a top one hundred player. Yeah, uh, I, I'm with you there. the this, the The variance on Trey Young is is very wide. And I think like the the amount of games that Jeremy Lin might play, the variance there is pretty high too. But I'd rather I'd rather take my chances on but a throwaway pick at the end of my draft. Here's the nice thing about a last pick, okay? And and this was kind of where Tyreek Evans was last year, and he's not going to be this year. If you can have a player like that who you know in the games this person plays, they're going to be good. Yeah, that's all you want from a last pick because what are you probably going to do with that last pick? Anyways, you're gonna stream it some. So if I, that's what I mean. So if I can get even twenty or thirty real good games out of Jeremy Lin, that's a successful last pick. It gives me the opportunity to pick up then somebody else, or just stream that spot and give me some better value. Yeah, you're right about that. All right, the rest of this team, uh, actually, there's a lot of pretty interesting fantasy. Like, I think you've convinced me, Tyler. There are a lot of interesting guys on this team, um, but no, no one's going to be a game changer here. They're all just kind of really good, um, uh, uh, like a, uh, auxiliary pieces. That's not the word I'm looking for. Ancillary. But, uh, ancillary pieces. There it is. Uh, Tyler, you're on top of your game tonight. Um, th- there's just a bunch of pieces here that fit into another, into a, a team that's, uh, much better than it. None of these guys you should be really drafting uh, that high at all, um, except perhaps Terry and Prince. Who ESPN hates. I don't ESPN. know why ESPN is not a fan. Yeah, ESPN's got him ranked at 117. This is where, like, I feel like ESPN just 
when they whiff, they whiff by like a hundred ranks. You're like, what's going on here? Why? What in the world would make you rank him 117? Well, here's the weird thing about the Hawks, right? So they got Collins at 100, Torian Prince at 117, but then they have Dwayne Dedman at 95. So they say Dwayne Dedman is the best fantasy player on the Hawks. Yeah, and I, I have, I'm gonna have to disagree with that. And he might not even be the third best player. Might be the fourth best fantasy player on this team. So yeah, so that was crazy. Um, Torian Prince is another guy I think that falls into that 50 60 range we've been talking about. Yeah. If you're if you're talking to, if your sleeper list has Torian ter- uh, Prince on it, okay, cool. Good work. Like you're you're thinking outside the box a little bit. Uh I I still think he is a, kind of a hype. He's 24 years old. Uh he had a really good second half last year when he was playing uh down the stretch. He finished in the top 100 per game last year uh, overall, and in, in the second half, he was um, um, pretty much a top uh, top 50 guy over the last 26 games of the season. That's a small sample size, so like, don't take that as anything. But he he's going to be an improvement from last year. Uh, now that 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 team seems to be trusting him with the ball instead of having Dennis Schroeder just pound the ball into the ground the whole time. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely interested in in Prince at, at both his ADPs. I mean, even Yahoo is sixty five point five. I think that's maybe even a little low, right? Yeah, that feels if that feels like a pretty like you got a good pick. If you picked him at sixty five, you're like, nice. This guy could be a top fifty guy, right? So I feel good about that. I feel good about owning him. But like you said, I don't think there's a ton of upside on what he did last year. Like I think we kind of know what he is, and that's kind of what he did last year, and it's good. Well, what he did like- down the stretch last year, like his overall stats. I think are uh, a good base point. Like that's probably as bad as he's going to be was the first half of last year. And the second half of last year is as good as he could be. Mark's got him ranked 50th. Yeah. Right. And it just like, if you look at those numbers, like they seem fair, right? There's a little bump in points from his season total last year and a little bump in rebounds. Now I don't want people out there to get confused because on fan tracks, Tayshawn Prince is still, in the list for some reason. Well, so and if don't you, if pick Tayshawn Prince, Pentarian Prince. If you look him up on Basketball Reference, his name is Torian Waller Prince. Ooh, that's a cool so, name. So that, like, Waller Prince is hyphenated, like Collie Stein would be, like Willie Collie Stein. Oh. Um, so, so you, I don't know if, if that's going to affect anybody, but it might. So, yeah, so if you see that, that is Torian Prince from the Hawks. This is the same player we're talking about here. Sometimes that name gets thrown around, and I don't know what the distinction is there. Don't ask me that question because I'm not sure. But, yes, so some people say it's Torian Waller-Prince. That's the same player. Yeah, and I do worry a, a little bit, I guess, is that, you know, you pick him up maybe at 65, 70. I think that's a pretty good pick. Like, that's probably where he'll end up overall next year with the chance that he could be a little bit better. Uh, but he's not, like, elite anywhere he almost gets his value out of being good or average across the board a half a block a, a little over a steal this Three. is the kind of guy i like though in that kind of range it's the nick Batum yeah. type, right like just a little bit here a little bit there a little bit everywhere i think it kind of just solidifies your team in a lot of places right like okay i got a few more rebounds i got a few assists i got a steal i got half a block i got 14 points i got two threes like i got just pretty good production everywhere. I didn't get anything. I didn't get two steals. I didn't get anything crazy elite. Yeah, I guess the, what the the difference here is that he is a great free throw shooter, 
Um, uh, not okay. He's a very good free throw shooter, uh, but he's going to score and he's going to hit threes, and you're definitely sure about that. While someone like uh, Danny Green back in the day, he was kind of like doing everything just barely above the board, except for getting like good uh, steals and blocks. And then when his shooting fell off, and then that his points fell off, and then like a few of his stats fell off a little bit, he ended up being literally not even streamable. Um, I think he's still streamable every once in a while. Uh, I think we did actually say he could be streamable this year on the Toronto Raptors. But like, if Tarion Prince falls off a little bit here, he's still going to give you, I think, be able to produce points. He's going to be able to produce threes, get you decent rebounds. Like, even a little bit of a drop here doesn't drop him out of the top 100. I'm with you there. Let's talk about the other guy that you uh, just mentioned, and I think his name is Dwayne... The brain Deadman, um, who did have a pretty good year last year, but shared a, a bulk of the load with um, a hilarious cast of characters, including Mike Muscala, who is a real silly looking dude. Um, and of course, everybody's favorite sleeper, John Collins. It does seem like they want to play Deadman and John Collins together at the four five. Uh, I think Dwayne Dedman probably is going to play decent minutes this year. I think uh, he's being um, just like completely missed. I feel in some, in some drafts that I've been in, uh, he's ranked 95th in ESPN, 105 average uh, draft position. Mark's got him ranked 114th with only playing 24 minutes a game. The 24 minutes feels a little low. So, we talk about what goes into Mark's rankings a lot, and it's the fact that nobody really played uh, Dwayne Denman a ton of minutes before last year, and then last year he still only got 25 minutes a game. He's another guy where if you think Dwayne Denman's going to play like 30, 31, 32 minutes, I just don't see that happening, right? Like we're talking to a guy at 20 in his age 29 season. Yeah. He's never played more than 24.9 minutes a game. Sure, could he play 25 or 26 or maybe 27 this year? You might be able to convince me that's the case on this Hawks team. But to say 30, I, I'm just going to say there's that's, that's probably not even in my range of outcomes. Yeah, and that's not that's not in my range either. But even in, in, in 25 to 27 minutes, which I think is, is very feasible, um, he's a guy who can get you um, – another one of those guys. Like this guy is just a piece, a puzzle piece that you fit in. Almost Here's a the- steal, almost a block, almost a three, so almost a one-one-one guy, and then very good rebounds, about eight in in, in twenty-five minutes. Okay, rebounds, uh, getting eight rebounds is, is pretty important. Everything else is just kind of there, like it's not great, but like this is a guy who has a fit on a certain build, who could be more valuable, and also he probably ends up being, you know, either barely or definitely maybe i'm gonna say definitely a top 100 player then again i might have like 120 players in my definite top 100 so that's what i mean like i don't know that i'd say definite but i think he's right on that he's on that edge right he's that somewhere i i would bank that 80 percent of the time he falls somewhere between 90 and 120 yeah okay yeah, he's kind of an in-betweener. One of those guys where you, you probably – if he's not having that – if he's playing 23 minutes a game, he's a streamer. And if he's playing 28 minutes a game, he's owned. It's probably in that range. So 
I don't love the the ADP or the the rank on ESPN. Like, I, I just feel like you're kind of picking him where he's going to be, and that's fine. But at those spots, like, I kind of want something that could be a little more. So, I I don't know, man. I don't he's think I'm the gonna guy you him. pick when there's no more flyers left to to fly. That's right. a weird way of saying that, but he's the guy you pick because he's still on the board. And you need some big stats and you feel like he's going to play 25, 26 minutes a game and you're going to get some big stats and you're like, all right, cool. I'll drop him later in the year if he's not. Whatever. Well, like, give me Trey Young over him. Like, I feel like Trey Young at least has some upside. Now, obviously, if I need a big man, then obviously give me Tedman. But, like, I'll take the upside shot on Trey Young if, if him and Tedman are two guys that sit there i'll be like man maybe trey young pops a little bit maybe trey young shoots 41 percent and gives me some good points and assists and a decent steal number and i feel real good about that yeah it's all about if you want that stability and if you need those big man stats so if you if you i think even if you end up dropping deadman and because he's only playing 23 minutes he's still gonna give you like seven rebounds a night so like he has value in a fantasy game somewhere in the deeper leagues he's like a, almost certainly draft him in in, in this area but in a in a standard league i'm gonna have to be i mean i'd still i'd still draft him in a standard league oh i think he's worthy of being drafted i just don't know that yeah i think there's not much upside in it so i'm hoping he kind of falls around or two and i just don't know that that'll happen yeah that might not happen um did you want to talk about alex lynn you uh, you got him listed here your boy, Alex Lynn. So I'll further another narrative. I, I put some of these players on here to talk about just because guys like Alex Lynn often get a little bit of hype and people go, oh, man, Alex Lynn, he's blocked a shot for me in the past. Oh, and imagine if he played good. 35 minutes a game. He's definitely right. one of those players. He produces good in, in limited minutes. Like, okay, the Hawks are going to play him. The Hawks played Mike Muscala. You mentioned it last year. Yeah. Like, Devin will probably play, like, 25, and Len will probably play 22. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Len gets 22, 23 yeah. minutes a game. And he's, stream- he's streamable at that at that minute per game. Right. He'd probably get you half a steal. he gets you a block. he gets you good rebounds, probably seven, seven and a half, eight. There's just not a ton else. Like, he's in I the streamer it- class. If Only I had to choose, would I, would I rather stream Alex Lynn at 23, 22 minutes a game or own Deadman at 27 minutes a game? Bit of a toss-up. I might actually go Lynn because I can just dump him anytime. Yeah. So that's interesting. The other guy that we should talk about probably is Kent Bazemore, right? He's probably – you know, he's been a top 100 player there for the last two years. Well, yeah, the last two years. You know what's kind of funny? I, I, I remember seeing Kent Bazemore here on the team and then I completely overlooked him and that might as well be the exact uh, synopsis, uh, the, the exact analysis of Kent Bazemore. He's being drastically overlooked and he's, he's actually a pretty decent player. Yeah. So he never plays a ton, right? He's going to play like 27 and a half minutes a game. He produces some pretty good stats in those 27 and a half minutes. He's going to give you probably like three assists, probably pretty close to four rebounds. Steel numbers are real good, probably yeah. somewhere 1.3 to 1.5. He's going to give you good block numbers. 
0.7 the last two years. Once again, another one of those guys who kind of does a little bit of everything and you can fit him into your team and he's just going to chip away at some of those. You need some steals. Hey, there's a good late steal guy to pick up. ESPN not loving another Hawk, 147. That's just way too low. That's not even drafted in, in our standard league, basically. I think he's probably pretty close to a top 100 player. Yeah. Um, definitely a top 100 player. How about that? So okay. there he goes. He's he's in he's definitely in my definite 100 top 120 players. Right. So that and he says the same thing with Deadman, right? But this guy you can actually get some value on. That's kind of the difference. Is Deadman's going where he's going to be? Like if I can take baseball with my last pick, like that's it's not a huge upside shot, but it's a decent value. Yeah, and in the past, uh, all, all jokes aside, in the past, we've seen Bazemore uh, go on little stretches where he is uh, quite good, uh, giving you a very good value for where you picked him. And then he often does drop off and just becomes mediocre uh, every once in a while. But he is good uh, every once in a while to win you a week or two simply because he's just uh, he's just playing really well and the opponents are – are uh, not that strong during those uh, few weeks. He's a good. He's another good guy to pick up for stability. And I, I think a lot of these guys. So outside of the, um, I guess the swing you would take on Jeremy Lin, the swing you take on, uh, on on Trey Young. Everybody else here is a pretty stable, good producer. With Collins and 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 Prince being the the top tier of that. And then, you know, Bazemore and, and Deadman being the, the low tier of that. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. I don't think we're going to see anything crazy from this team. But there's just a lot of good producers that can give you some value that you need to win a league, man. Like, these guys help you win a league. They're not going to be the game changer that you're like, man, I got such a good value on this pick. I won that league. Like, those are probably not the type of guys. Yeah, you're, you can't win your draft in the first two rounds, but you can certainly lose it. Um, the the later parts of the draft are where you, you really do want to pay attention to those guys who do fit out your punt build, um, like if you need or or help in areas that you need to fill in. And I think this team has a, a lot of those type of players. This is truly a a, a fantasy analysts type of team. This is truly a, a Tyler team. No wonder you were excited to talk about this team going in to this episode. I told you, man, they had just a lot of guys who had a lot you had a lot to say about. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting stuff going on here. Um, I th- think out of all of these guys, I'll end up owning Prince, Lynn, and Basemore in that order. Not in the dra- in that draft order, but like I'll most likely get a take a swing on Lynn at the end of a draft. I'll most likely get Kent Basemore in like the twelfth round or something like that. And ho- hopefully, I get Terry and Prince. I, I, I don't know. The hype might be on him before the season starts. Ooh, Mike. He's Mike's gonna be bidding big in my dynasty league. I'm calling it. No one let Mike get Torian Prince. Someone outbid him. This could be the long con. You never know. <laughs> um, I think that is it for the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, if you are enjoying our 30 teams in over 30 days series, please rate and review us on whatever you're listening to this to, or tell a friend, tell the people in your league. Tell complete strangers, call your parents, whoever, tell them about the podcast, tell them to download. And um, if you really um, want to support the show and help us out, help us keep this going and, and providing this content, 
subscribe to our Patreon. Um, Patreon.com slash watching the boxes. We have exclusive content to help you prepare for your draft. Uh, and we will be interacting with our Patreon subscribers and getting them the type of uh, content that they're interested in. Uh, we love hearing feedback from everybody. So if you want to tweet at us, Tyler, where can people tweet at you? Uh, you can find me at Tyler P. Watts. And you can find me, Mike, at Watch the Boxes, all one word. And if you're interested in that Dynasty League, we might have to start a second Dynasty League because I think the first Dynasty League is full, but some people haven't responded to their emails. So all you listeners out there who haven't responded to your emails, get on that. Respond to the email I sent you. Um, because if not, and someone joins and subscribes to that Patreon, they're going to sneak into your Dynasty spot ahead of you. That's just the way it's going to work. So uh, if you want to join the Dynasty League or my regular Boring Redraft League, uh, both of these leagues, which we will be getting ramped up later in September, probably the second half of September. We still got a lot of time, everybody. Everybody chill out. Got a lot of time. Um, Go ahead. Go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes. There it is. And uh, subscribe, and we will get you into one of the listener leagues. And the, the winner of the redraft league is going to get a prize. Uh, I don't know about Tyler's league, but the Mike boring redraft league's got a prize at the end of the, uh, for whoever wins. It's actually just meet up with Mike at a random bar in Chicago and have a beer that you have to pay for. Yeah. That sounds pretty cool. You have to buy me drinks all night and that's a good prize. I think that I'll tell you, I'll talk to you about basketball all night. I'll talk to you about a lot of stuff after a certain amount of beers. That's a good prize. I like that prize. Write that one down. One can one can only fathom what Mike will talk to you after he's had about ten beers. Yeah, you will get a no expense paid trip to Chicago in, in order to buy me drinks. <laughs> Sounds like a good deal. Hopefully, a Chicago listener wins this. Hopefully, it's not one of our Iceland listeners. That's a far that's a far hike. You know the the flight to Iceland is not terrible from Chicago. Not terrible. <laughs> it's not. I'm I want to go visit. It. it looks great. I'm going to come visit Iceland. I'm going to hang out with our Iceland listeners one of these days. But until then, I think that's it for the Hawks. That's it for tonight. Uh, Everybody, enjoy yourselves. Have a good rest of whatever time it is during the day and the rest of your week and the rest of your weekend. Thanks, everybody.